Welcome to Executive Minds, the podcast helping you convert your potential into high performance so you can grow your career. Here's your host, Kevin B. Jennings. Welcome to Executive Minds, where we help go-getters like you become difference makers with the guidance you need to convert your potential into high performance so you can grow your career. I'm Kevin B. Jennings, and every episode, you'll get principles, strategies, and tools from experienced and emerging leaders who have maximized their potential to do things like launch ideas, lead teams, build businesses, improve communities, and ultimately make a difference in others' lives. Now, today we are doing what I now refer to as a remix. Now, this is just a short episode where we revisit strong, timeless principles or even relevant hidden gems from previous podcast episodes. And for our first remix, we are going back to episode 132 with business strategist and coach Dara Brustein to learn about networking. Specifically, how to grow our network and build authentic relationships. Now, before we go any further, I want to let you know that Executive Minds is brought to you by the Art of Leadership Network, created by our friend and previous guest, best-selling author, Carrie Newhoff. The Art of Leadership Network gathers together world-class leaders and podcasters dedicated to helping you live in a way today that will help you thrive tomorrow. Executive Minds is pumped to be one of the podcasts in the Art of Leadership Network, and you can learn more at theartofleadershipnetwork.com. All right, well, Future Difference Makers, this episode is going to be a good one. Uh, As one of my co-mentors, Shane Benson, shared in the last episode, a lot of our growth is driven by the people we meet, the places we go, and the books we read. So our network means so much more than just the next opportunity to advance our goals. And in this episode, Dara packs a lot of wisdom into a short period of time. So if you have a pen and paper handy, that will serve you well. And if not, be sure to capture your takeaways as soon as you can so that you don't forget them. All right, she's going to share what networking is, what it isn't, why people struggle with it, regardless of extroversion or introversion, and strategies to network more effectively. Uh, We also cover how we can invest in and even strengthen our existing network, even if we're short on time. And she closes by sharing some hacks and technology that can help all of us manage our networks as they grow. All right. So if you're listening to this podcast, I know you've already decided that your mission is to leverage your career to make a difference in the lives of others. Now, luckily, that's not something that we have to wait to do. We can start right now with how well we nurture 
the relationships that we have already been entrusted with, right? Colleagues, friends, clients, employees, uh, etc. And with that in mind, I'm happy to reintroduce to some and introduce to others our guest, Dara Brustein. Uh, Dara has and is still accomplishing a lot to make a difference. Uh, she is the founder of Network Under 40, a national events company and community connecting over 30,000 young professionals through in-person networking events, uh, She, which she sold the business back in 2021. She's also the creator of the Life by Design, Not by Default Virtual Summit, uh, which featured people like best-selling author and alternative medicine advocate Deepak Chopra, organizational psychologist and best-selling author Adam Grant, uh, best-selling author Jen Sincero, and the former president and COO of Focus Brands, Kate Cole. Now, Focus Brands is the company behind Auntie Anne's, Cinnabon, Jamba Juice, uh, Moe's, Southwest Grill, and more. Dara is currently the founder and coach of Mind Your Business Accelerator. Uh, that's a company and coaching program for service-based business owners that want to grow their profit and impact. Now, you can hear all about Dara's entrepreneurial journey uh, back in episode 131. All right. But uh, after this quick break, we'll be back with a powerful yet brief masterclass on networking with Dara Brustein. Go-getters like you and me are always on the lookout for quality podcasts to help us grow in life and leadership. And that's why best-selling author and top podcaster Carrie Newhoff has just launched the Art of Leadership Network. The Art of Leadership Network is a new podcast network, and it includes world-class leaders dedicated to teaching you how to live in a way today that will help you thrive tomorrow. On the network, you'll hear from top leaders on culture, entrepreneurship, executive leadership, organizational culture, nonprofit leadership, church trends, influencer strategies, healthy living, and a lot more. The Art of Leadership Network includes podcasts like the Carrie Newhoff Leadership Podcast, Win Today with Christopher Cook, H3 Leadership with Brad Lominick. Lead Culture with Jenny Katrin, and many more, including this podcast, Executive Minds, which features our team here at Mentor, Jeff Henderson of The Four Company, Shane Benson and David Farmer of Chick-fil-A, and yours truly, Kevin B. Jennings. Learn more about the shows and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode at theartofleadership.com. So let's jump in and hear from Dara Brustein about what networking is, what it isn't, and strategies to network effectively. But we start with this question, and that is why people struggle with networking, regardless of their extroversion or introversion. One side note, I am definitely an extrovert. So Dara, what do you think? So, so much to say here. One, I'm actually not an extrovert. So given that you are and I'm not, this is really great for the listeners to understand it doesn't matter if you get your energy alone in small groups, one-on-ones or with big groups. I'm an ambivert. So I get it both equally and I get depleted both equally, whereas Kevin loves talking to people. I think the number one thing that's most important to say at the beginning is to get on the same playing field about what networking is and what networking isn't. Mm -hmm. I think that so many people hate networking because they think of it in this old school, like, 
kind of grandfather style way where you show up to this oak laden room where everyone is very stuffy and no one's really being themselves. And they're all just shoving business cards in each other's faces and sizing each other up and just only caring what their title is and how they can help them. And that is <laughs> and that's not what I think networking is or should be. For me, networking is a fancy word for relationship building. Hmm. It's really about getting to know someone for who they are before what they do. It's about being curious. It's about being a great listener. It's about looking for ways to add value, hence give and take Adam Grant. It's about being a real giver. It's about caring. It's about having a long game goal in mind, not a short game transactional one. And when you look at it from that perspective, while there'll be plenty of people who might kind of grit at that and say, well, I have goals I have to get to, they're not mutually exclusive. But that's a much better framework to look at it as because the outcome of that is that you get real long-term relationships so that when you do, in the example Kevin gave, leave your job or get fired or whatever the circumstances are, you actually have a community of people who you like in your network and pulling for you who are ready to help you. And they don't just go by the wayside because you were only together and only connected because of circumstances mm -hmm. or because you only were doing something as a transaction. So that's a really important starting point. Another important thing that I think people get wrong is they think you only need to network when you need something, which is the absolute worst time to network. Mm. You need to be cultivating, building, and nurturing your relationships and your network when you don't need anything, because that's when you can really come at it from this perspective of value centricity and giving and helping other people because you're doing okay. And also because, so here's a distinction, and I'm going to actually give a little background on this. Adam Grant in his book, Give and Take, I'll give you some Cliff's notes, but highly recommend you read it. He breaks it down through his studies into three types of people, givers, matchers, and takers. Matchers being quid pro quo, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. And takers being I'm number one, winner takes all, only about me. And givers, there's actually kind of two types of givers. The ones who win are the ones who go out and help other people, but they have boundaries. Whereas the ones who lose the most of all of the categories are the ones who are martyrs and have no boundaries and let everyone treat them like a doormat. So there is a distinction there too. Hmm. My point in saying this is to say that it, the best time to do this in the world is to go out and be the person who wants to say like, okay, how can I be generous and helpful? Because we all do have a reciprocity reflex. So if I do something that's kind for Kevin, Kevin will most naturally, if he is a normal wired human and not a psychopath or sociopath, he's going to have an instinct naturally to want to help me in return. And the intention is not to be a matcher and not to say, okay, well, great. I did this for you. You do this for me. But it sort of banks this goodwill where if I ever do need something, I can circle back to Kevin and he'll probably remember, or even if he doesn't remember that thing I did, because he's not keeping score and you shouldn't be either he'll just have this goodwill and kinship and trust and likingness with you so, that, so much so that he's going to want to help you. And this is what happens at a grand scale when you build a network. So for anyone who is kind of questioning, well, what do I have to offer? Or how do I do this? Or I don't have time. I think the best thing to do is to try a challenge that I have and a movement that I started called Give It Forward. And it's simple. I recommend for 30 days, one person a day, reach out and say, hi, I decided and committed to do this 30-day giving challenge. You're the person I'd love to help today. Is there anything in your life where I could be of service or help? Do you need an introduction to someone? Is there a challenge you're facing? Is there something you're excited about? Like, Just help them. And then you just say, I'm not a magic fairy. I can't promise that I can deliver on this, but I can promise I'll try. And I have gotten everything from my babysitter just quit on me. I need one tonight. Can you help me? 
to, I want to play on the top 50 golf courses in the US. You live in Georgia. Can you help get me on Augusta National? Which I didn't successfully do, but spent two months trying and everything in between. And as a result of it, my relationships were deepened. I was much more attuned to how much I had to offer that felt like it was not a value, but it was super valuable to other people and realized how much you can do in just a couple minutes to help people and dive deeper or build your relationships. So it really hits on a lot of buckets. So those are some really important starting points for anyone who's thinking about how do I intentionally grow a network. Out of curiosity with the Give It Forward movement, do you do that? on like a certain month of the year, just out of per- just personally out of a practice. I'm just curious. I don't know if you're like, Hey, no, I, I mean, every, I am the type of person where I do it passively every day, but there will be times, especially when I feel like I'm in a rut or I'm in my own nonsense where I will proactively say I'm doing this challenge again, because I think the fastest way to get out of your own BS is to help other people. Then I asked Dara how we can invest in and even strengthen our existing networks even when we're short on time. And here's what she had to say. Well, one, I question you to consider that when you say you're too busy, it's really just saying I prioritize something else over that time. Mm. And to consider that there's a lot of ways to tap into the cultivation of your network that take almost no time. So find those margins. If you commute to the office, get on Bluetooth and make a couple quick phone calls Say that you have, quote, office hours and tell anyone, hey, I'm always in my car at this time. Give me a call. If you're on a train, shoot some emails or text messages out to people. When you're reading an article or you're watching something and you think someone you know would would benefit from it, shoot it over to them. For me, anytime someone pops into my head and I haven't talked to them in a while, I immediately send them an email or a text message to say, hey, you popped into my head. How are you? What's something you're excited about right now? And it just kind of re-triggers this thing where it doesn't have to be around a big moment. But on the big moment side, this is important too. When it's someone's birthday, you know, we have so many tools for this. Facebook, LinkedIn, they tell you, reach out and don't even necessarily do it on the platform. Do it on a text message or an email where they're not getting all of the same messages. Or, you know, if they told you their anniversary, put it in your calendar. If they told you their kid has a big thing coming up, put it in your calendar and reach out. If they have a big milestone in their company, reach out. Like these are things that really set you apart and literally take seconds If I read a great book and I know someone needs to know it, I'll ship it to them. Like find little ways to do this that don't take a lot of effort. Another thing I think is about integrating activities. So for me, I don't like balancing. I don't like choosing this or that. So if I say, okay, I really need to get some physical fitness in and I'd love to see my friend, I'm going to invite them to take a two mile walk or to come to yoga with me. Or, you know, if I want to cook something, hey, do you want to come over? I'll cook us something. And then I can like prep whatever I need to do. And it's like integrating these two things at once. Another thing I look at for an integration perspective and how do you maximize your time is to be a convener. So for me in episode one, we talked about the networking events that I started. And I found that these are an incredible tool for time maximization. Where if there's people I want to stay in touch with, but I don't have the bandwidth or they're not someone that I necessarily want to spend a lot of one-on-one time with because we have to be real with ourselves. There's studies on this. Robin Dunbar did a study on Dunbar's number and we have a maximum of 150 people on average with whom we can actually be in a relationship with. And within that, it's broken into 550 and 100 based on the amount of depth we can have. So let's say these are people in my 50 or 100 circle. I don't have a lot of time to spend one-on-one with you. Let me curate a dinner. Let me curate a meeting, uh, just like a little happy hour. Let me start throwing my own networking events. I actually have a course for this if you want guidance on it. And 
it allows you to see a lot of people at the same time, get the FaceTime, get the value, and then introduce them to each other so there's added benefit for everyone. So find little ways to fit it in where you're already doing something. If you're going to a conference, invite someone. You're already going to a lunch or a networking event, invite someone, build it in. And then before I let Dara go, I asked her if she had any hacks or technology that we could use to manage our networks even as they grow. Yeah, there's a few things. So one, I use Gmail and I just send all my emails to there because there's some plugins that I really like. One is called Full Contact and it's actually a full-blown CRM, but I don't use it for that. I just use it for the Gmail plugin. Hmm. The reason I do that is it sits in the sidebar of your email and it tells you from whomever you're emailing it, if they have anything attached to that email itself, it'll show you their picture, their name, their title, the city they're located in, and then it'll have links to connect with any social media profiles that are connected. So I will immediately click the LinkedIn one, send them a note right from my inbox to LinkedIn being like, so glad we met at that event or whatever it was, and just connect with them on LinkedIn. So there's this immediate connection point where people stay in your realm. And I see LinkedIn as a living, breathing CRM that other people update for you. Mm -hmm. So do that. I also love Mixmax, which is another extension tool for Gmail. It's M-I-X-M-A-X. And their free tool alone is super robust and powerful. And it does a lot of things well. But from a relationship management standpoint, one thing I love is it has email template dropdowns where you can save templates. So I have a, a graceful no template. I have a happy birthday template. I've got all sorts of templates so that I can just slightly maneuver them to work and massage them to work for certain circumstances, but I don't have to recreate the wheel every single time. So that's really helpful. Another thing that it does is it allows you to boomerang emails. So let's say I sent you an email and we were going to grab coffee after we met at something and you don't follow up. I'll set it to boomerang in two days, three days, five days, whatever I think the appropriate time is. And it'll show right back up in my inbox. So I don't lose that momentum with you. So I think that's a really important piece that people lose the momentum. They forget to follow up. They don't follow through. And that really keeps it top of mind for you without having to do a lot of legwork. And then another thing I do is I use Google Calendar, but you could do this probably in any calendaring. I have a color-coded folder that it's as a recurring to-do list and task every 30 days. And there pretty much is at least one or more of them that pops up once a day into my task list. And I have two versions of it. One I call reconnect file. And within it are people whom I met that I want to stay in touch with. And I just put their, I put about 10 to 15 names in it and I put their name and just a couple quick notes about it. And then when it pops up, I breeze through it and I think, if I talk to this person in a while, should I reach out? Have I read something recently? Like a lot of the things I talked about before. And I think like what's an appropriate and meaningful way to reach out. I don't do it every month. I think that if something feels that systematic, it feels inauthentic. So I do it when it feels right and appropriate. And then for people with whom I want to stay in really regular touch, let's say referral partners, or if you're looking for a job and you're trying to like manage a longer term relationship with a hiring manager, something like that, then I'm going to give them their own folder. And it just goes on a 30-day recurring basis. And I go through the same thing. I see it and I think, is it a good time to reach out to them? Is it not? So those are a couple quick things that I do to really keep people top of mind. And then Obviously, too, there's social media. And I think it's really important to stay active on whichever sites you'd use naturally and be engaging with people, commenting, you know, letting them know that you notice things, and then even taking those cues. So people share the good and the bad. So I've known a lot of people who have lost family members and they've posted that on social media. And I'll follow up with them in a month, two months, three months, 12 months, and just say, listen, I know that when the dust settles, a lot of people go away. 
and just want to check in and see how you're doing. I think this is remarking to, to Adam Grant's work with Option B. I didn't read this book that he and Sheryl Sandberg wrote together, but I know it's about grieving and grief. And I think we often think you don't want to bring up bad stuff for people, but often they're thinking about it anyway. Right. And to know that someone's thinking about them and caring for them can go a really long way versus just being there for the highlights. Yeah, well said. So, one of, so just to make sure I'm clear on the, on the strategy you said, on the calendar part, you can actually create, uh, you said a file in the Google Calendar. That's what's called a file. Yeah, so at the top of Google Calendar, you can have a task that mm-hmm. just sits at the top of the day and isn't scheduled into mm-hmm. your actual time zone, time frames during the day. And you can set those on recurs weekly, recurs monthly, okay, right. recurs on cool. certain time frames. So I do that just as I put birthdays on an annual recurring basis in my calendar. Wasn't that awesome? When I was thinking about this concept of us revisiting some stuff from the archives, this episode skyrocketed because I know networking is such a challenge or at least a big question for many of us. And I was reminded of just how many things Dara shared that I am doing now, but how many things I still have not yet implemented in a way that is consistently a part of my routine and part of my life. And I want to challenge you to take a second and think of some of the big ahas that might have come out of that for you. Here's a few of my big takeaways. All right. So some of the big ideas that I walked away with was first this idea that I have to serve to get unstuck. I mean, how many of us have felt stuck before and you're like, "Ah, I'm trying to crack this code or get this next big break or move this promotion forward and, you know, position myself for this project. Serve, 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 serve. If we can be generous and serve others as a form of getting unstuck inside and outside of work, that's a very big deal. All right. Another one I thought was just, you know, stop trying to be so controlling and guaranteeing we can extract value from other people and just remember that everyone's already walking around with an innate reciprocity reflex, right? A reciprocity reflex. People already have that inside of them. Are there some people that are takers? Sure. But by and large, most people are not. And so if we can just stay the course continue to serve as we try to get ourselves unstuck and just be confident that eventually you're going to stumble into people that have reciprocity reflexes. All right. Then the last thing in that, and that was just create systems to keep relationships a priority. I'm thinking about Jeff Henderson, one of the mentors on our team, and how he always keeps thank you notes in his glove compartment. So when he's sitting in the doctor's office in the, or in, in the waiting room or, or waiting for someone to show up for coffee, he uses that waiting time systematically, habitually to get thank you notes written for people on his team or in his network that he values and appreciates. I'm thinking about what Dara shared about how she has this calendar-based recurring reminders of the birth of a child or the the loss of a loved one or, um, you know, something that allows her to remember people that she cares about and, and wants to nurture that relationship with so that she can be prompted to connect with them and look for ways to do it. And one cool idea I am committed to trying this year, that is a 30-day giving challenge. Was that not a cool idea? I thought that was so awesome. So that's one thing on my list of things to integrate at some point uh, this year. All right. Now, with that being said, Dara has some amazing resources to help you get started. She has a guide titled 55 Best Questions to Break the Ice and Really Get to Know Someone. 
All right. And that's another powerful one that we did not mention in the interview that I found through my research preparing for that conversation. Another one, and that's the one we did mention in the conversation, and that's her video series, Network Under 40's Guide to Better Networking. Right. We talked about how they have a video and how to gracefully exit a conversation. I mean, this series is full of amazing tips to help you navigate networking in a way you may have never done before. Now, you can access a summary of this episode and links to Dara's resources by visiting executiveminds.co forward slash 201. That's executiveminds.co forward slash 201. All right. Uh, And with that, I want to thank you for joining us for another episode of Executive Minds, where we help go-getters like you become difference makers with the guidance you need to convert your potential into high performance so you can grow your career. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe. Like I told you last time, and I'll probably tell you forever, subscribing automatically gives you episodes every week because we want you to grow on the go. And you can find Executive Minds on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you enjoy listening. Also, please help us spread the word and support more ambitious professionals and leaders like you by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And then please join us next week for an all new episode featuring Brett Hagler, the CEO of New Story, the amazing innovative nonprofit using technology to end global homelessness. Trust me when I say innovative. Brett and his team used a 3D printer to build an entire community of homes. All right. And until next time, friends, remember, organizations are just groups of people with a shared purpose. That means your organization grows when you grow. So today, grow where you are and grow what you're given without anyone's permission, because growth is a choice. See you next time, friends. Thanks for listening to Executive Minds, the podcast helping you convert your potential into high performance so you can grow your career. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us for the next episode. For show notes and more resources, visit executiveminds.co. That's executiveminds.co. The Art of Leadership Network.